Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, million dollar Miranda Morales, back here on the Hashtag Miranda Show. Yes. It's my show. I host it. I do what I want. So thank you so much for joining us. Now, the Hashtag Miranda Show is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I am joined, as always, by the co-host of the Chairshot, or of the Hashtag Miranda Show, he is the kingpin of the chairshot.com, the king of shit takes, the reverend, oh, I'm sorry, the unstoppable one, the reverend Greg DeMarco. Of war games! War games! War games! That is me. I'm all of those things. And more. All of the things. And more. If you didn't know, he's also a wrestling promoter. I dabble. Yeah. Dabbles in wrestling promotion. So uh, we back. We are back here on this week's episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Very excited to be back. And we got some really good topics this week. We're going to be delving into some WWE NXT items. We'll be sharing our hot takes on those. I'm not going to tell you exactly what yet. You're just going to have to find out um, into uh, later in the show after yeah. our first commercial break. But you know it's going to be some some good shit, pal. 
absolutely good shit. It's, you know, the 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 shit takes they are coming. They mm-hmm. are coming. They tell they you that the, the the website that called me the king of shit takes. Um, yes. I did tell you about how they they then they like actually... tweeted something and was like agreed with me. And I replied yeah. back and I was like, oh, I guess they're not all shit takes. And the person yep. replied, different people run this account. Oh, dang. <laughs> so obviously he knew what I was talking about. Um, yep. Yeah, it's good shit. Just made me so happy. It's good shit. Because they don't yeah. care. And it's, that's the best part about yeah. it. When you don't care, it's just so much more fun. Yes, it's a, yep, it's a freedom to not care. Yeah, like a there was freedom. a time when that would have bothered me. I think writing for 411 Mania... And having the commenters literally come after you, and especially back when the comments were fully anonymous, like that just just made anything. At that point, it it was just like this is more to it, it's more fun to use it than to like get upset by it, and yeah. that's been the, the 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 modus operandi ever since. Yep, it's a beautiful freedom to not give a shit. It is so that's a. That's a lesson for everyone. Just stop giving a shit. I mean, give a shit, but give a shit about things that deserve a shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's like, and this is this is now. Wrestling this is, Twitter is definitely not the place to give Well, shit. that's the whole thing. Like, this conversation quickly leaves the world of wrestling and becomes, like, life in general. Like, that's. Yeah. It truly is a, um, you know, it, it, it truly is. A whole lot, like I just, 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 it, it, it's, we get so caught up in stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. We really do. We it's do. like, why bother getting caught up we in stupid do. stuff? But hey, who knows? But instead, let's talk about stupid stuff. Pro yeah, that's, that's what we're way better at. The entertainment of the sports. Really? Well, kind of. It's just sports entertainment. Um, Yes, so before we get into this week's topic, though, you know how we start off each and every episode, and that's by talking about IZW Impact Zone Wrestling. And since we missed last week's episode, well, there was a few announcements that have been made that we got to catch up on. We got to let the public know what's been happening. Now, to start off with, if you are not following IZW on social media at IZW Wrestling AZ, make sure you do that because that's how you stay up to date on all of the match talent information, uh, announcements, uh, coupon or discount codes for tickets, and anything else that you need to know about upcoming events, such as Evil Lives featuring Monster that's going to be in Glendale, Arizona at the Grand Avenue Pizza Company on April 22nd, 2023. Uh, If you've been following uh, IZW on social media, you have seen some talent announcements for the Monster Rumble, as well as a few match announcements that have been made. But the two big details or big things I want to drop this week are some recent developments. First off, there has been a huge stipulation, or not so much a stipulation, but I guess an announcement regarding the Monster Rumble and the 3D Sports Fighting Championship. So, from those of you who remember, back on February 25th, uh, or no, I'm sorry, back in November, uh, Stanley Logan won the 3D Sports Fighting Championship at Wanted Dead or Alive. And he uh, was originally slated to uh, compete at um, Monster on February 25th against uh, Mike G. Well, Mike G 
is, was no longer available due to uh, surgery that he needed. Um, and so with that, um, there was not a, a announced opponent yet for Stanley Logan. Well, now that uh, Evil Lives featuring Monster uh, was announced for April 22nd, um, Stanley Logan revealed that, well, he was not going to be able to compete that day. And for those of you who remember, back when the 3D uh, Sports Fighting Championship was revealed uh, by Commissioner Derek Montilla, one of the stipulations for that title was that it was going to be defended on each IZW event. Well, because Stanley Logan is not going to be able to attend uh Evil Lives featuring Monster, he has been stripped of the 3D Sports Fighting Championship. So it is now vacant. With that, our wonderful Commissioner Derek Montilla made another very brilliant decision. And now the 13 competitors who will be in Monster will be fighting to become the next 3D Sports Fighting Champion. And with that, they will have the right to select their challengers for the, their future championship matches. So, um, you know, we've talked about how the magnificent won uh, the IZW World Heavyweight Championship um, in Monster a few years ago. Now, we have another opportunity for the winner of Monster to become a champion, which is a very, very big um, news for all of the competitors in Monster. It is, and it's, it's you know, most of them entered the match not knowing this information, and because we didn't know this information, and then, of course, with the change, we are committed to, and, and the reason behind that is, is it is the IZW 3D Sports Fighting Championship. 3D Sports is our name sponsor. That, that championship needs to be featured on every single event. That's why they sponsor the championship. They sponsor the events, all of that, so... Um, it's not our desire to vacate the title and, and no longer have it be held by Stanley Logan. Um, it's just more of a desire to to feature that championship on every event. Normally, the champion would be in, tight, in someone in Stanley Logan's position, no matter what name he has come that time frame. They would not be, you know, kept out of the title picture. He would come back and deserve an immediate opportunity at the championship. However, Derek doesn't make those matches. This one title is where it's up to the champion. So whoever wins that championship, they could choose to never give Stanley Logan an opportunity at the championship that he never lost. So it's it's very going to be very interesting moving forward to see exactly what happens there and, and what they do. So um, it's just a very interesting dynamic because of, of, you know, normally you lose a title out of not getting pinned or submitted. It, it's... It's just, it's not fair. It, it, it's not the situation that you like to have. It's not ideal. Um, but I mean, he could have some serious gripes moving forward. But for the 13 people that are in Monster, there's just so many questions about what could happen. I mean, you've got somebody like Graves who has never lost in an IZW ring. Mm -hmm. You've got Charles Cassius who was wrestling for the IZW World Heavyweight Championship later that evening, could walk in there already holding a title. Um, of mm -hmm. course, Evan Daniels and, and Balaam Lynx will fight in the VIP main event, and one of them will get to enter the match at number 13, which is a tremendous advantage, and especially for someone like Evan Daniels, who already knows what it takes to win Monster. Now he could win his second in a row and become a champion. Um, there's just so much that, that, can, that can happen. You've got people like Dallas King and MBW who have not even been close to a championship opportunity in IZW. 
much like Thugnificent when he won the IZW World Heavyweight Championship, could walk out with a championship on sure. April 22nd. So there's so many options that, that you know, can come of this and a very important title, one that's unique in all of pro wrestling where, where the champion gets to choose their opponents is on the line. I mean, imagine if Pete the Heat were to hold this title. Like, he'd probably defend against kids in the audience. Like, it's just... It's there's so many things that can happen coming out of this. What if the Navajo Warrior wins? He's it's the only title he's never held in IZW. So yeah. there's just so much that that can really happen in this one match, in this one opportunity, and and the stakes are even higher. The stakes were already extremely high, and when you get to pick any match you want at any time in IZW, a winning monster now. Uh, once again, it's for a championship. So not by design, but again, this April event has come together with lots of twists and turns and changes and and not all of them planned. And now here we are and with another twist and turn that was unexpected, but will be very exciting for the fans in attendance on April 22nd. Speaking of twists and turns, we also got an announcement about the IZW uh, Women's Championship. Uh, we have... Uh, well, our IZW uh, women's champion, Bryn Thorne, um, who was uh, in the at um, Wanted Dead or Alive in a triple threat match uh, against Gypsy Mac and Jin Zavani. Um, now for Evil Lives featuring Monster has been announced that Bryn Thorne will go up against Jin Zavani in a one-on-one -on -one match. Um, now, again, this one is going to be a little different because, well, there is stipulation and rules. We go back to uh, more of a traditional format. And Bryn did not pin Jin Zavani in uh, their match back at Wanted Dead or Alive. So Jin does have a cause to, you know, be a, a contender in this match. So one-on-one uh, -on -one, Bryn Thorne versus Jin Zavani. Yeah, it's very interesting because Bryn did uh, with the, their their match in November was a triple threat falls count anywhere match, and Bryn actually handcuffed Jin Savani to the bottom rope and then hit Gypsy Mac with the championship. Of course, fully legal in that environment, and was able to pick up the one, two, three. And there was nothing Jin Savani could do because she was handcuffed to the bottom rope. So now she gets her opportunity one on one, not a, a falls count anywhere, not a no disqualification match. And and she's got a tall task ahead of her um, in, in Bryn Thorne. And now they're going to battle it out. And, of course, the championship hangs in the balance. So a big defense for Bryn, a big opportunity for Jin. And we will see who walks out as the IZW World Women's Champion um, come April 22nd. So another big one. Another, another big one. And, again, this can have, you know, rumblings throughout the women's division. You know, um, if uh, Jin wins, this is definitely one of the biggest uh, wins in her, her career. Um, if Bryn wins, it's, you know, next in line. Uh, so that opens the doors for another competitor to come in um, to face her for the championship, possibly. So, um, you know, a, a very big women's match um, scheduled with uh, Jin facing Bren for uh, the uh, World Women's Championship. I always forget to add the world in there. Um, it's but, okay. Uh, yes, it's it's uh, alliteration as much as said the woman whose name is Miranda Morales. I was going to say, um, coming from somebody who absolutely loves alliteration. I do. 
Um, but make sure to get your tickets for Evil Lives featuring Monster. Can you can uh, go to social media um, and follow IZW at IZW Wrestling AZ. You can also go to IZW's website at IZWWrestling.com for information on tickets. Um, again, follow IZW for talent and match announcements and also those great discount codes so that when they are out, you can get some money off of your tickets for IZW events, such as Evil Lives featuring Monster, Saturday, April 22nd at the Grand Avenue Pizza Company in Glendale, Arizona, formerly known as the Horny Toad. A huge event. Um, also, it's... Um, Food and uh, alcohol will be available. It is a full-blown restaurant, so you can do dinner and a show. Um, you'll be able to eat, drink, be merry, and watch some amazing wrestling. So make sure you get your tickets now. I mean, this will just continue to grow, so make sure you get your tickets at IZWWrestling.com or through social media at IZWWrestlingAZ. It's already our, our fastest selling event ever. And of course we had a head start with uh, all the February folks, but not a single refund has been issued nor been requested. So everybody moving from this event to another plus everything that has been sold. I actually just met with the folks at Grand Avenue Pizza Company last week on Tuesday and very excited uh, about the menu, about some of the changes. There's discussion about specials taking place Ooh. during our event. Some things we wanted to do at the horny toad but they weren't able to and and so now this is something that we're very excited to do um and also some other potential local partnerships around the grand avenue pizza company becoming involved as well so uh, yes had to delay things in february but a big push in the end and, and something that we're really excited about with uh with these changes they've all been positive they've been great to deal with um and and i'm just very excited for what's to come yeah. I was going to say, if you're looking for something to wear for Evil Lives Featuring Monster, well, I got a place for you to go. Greg, can you do me a favor? Before you do that. Go ahead. Yeah. You reminded me of something. Because for the first time ever, Ooh, we have ever. we have the, the official shirt for the Monster Rumble and the the IZW World Order shirt in red and black available for the first time ever. But not at the place that Miranda's about to tell you about. Actually physically purchase here locally. It's our first time selling physical merchandise at an event. The event, the, these these will be for sale on April 22nd. However, they are um, already printed and ready to go in limited quantity. And so if you want to buy them, you want to buy them in advance. And you can do so one of two ways. You can carry yourself on over to 3D Sports um, over at Bell in the 17 and pick up uh, one or both of the shirts Sizes ranging from medium to triple extra large. And you can get the official shirt for Monster, which looks fantastic. You can get the red and black IZW World Order shirt. I've got both of them hanging up right now in my closet. But those are available for you. You can also go. Now, a couple weeks ago, Miranda actually mistakenly said the website IZWWrestlingAZ.com, mixing our social media handle and our website address. However... That actually does exist. There is an IZWWrestlingAZ.com that we've been working on in the background. It is currently live. It will eventually work at IZWWrestling.com. IZWWrestling.com currently takes you to our ticketing website. But if you go on there, there is a merchandise page. You are able to buy the 
these two shirts in advance directly from 3D Sports online through our IZW website, IZWWrestlingAZ.com. You can pick them up in store or you can uh, pick them up at the event having purchased them in advance. Like I said, limited quantities were printed, so you want to get them um, in advance to make sure that you can have them. So for the first time ever, shirts are not only available for order via ProWrestlingTees.com uh, that, that Miranda is about to tell you about, but also in person, IZWWrestling.com forward slash merchandise or just go uh, to the to the page IZWWrestlingAZ.com, excuse me, IZWWrestlingAZ.com, pick merchandise on the menu and you can actually get one of those two limited edition shirts physically in the flesh. You can pick it up that day. You can pick it up at the event. Totally up to you. And uh, and, and we will uh, be bringing back the the, you know, anyone who we find, whoever I pick randomly, Wearing one of their shirts will get free tickets to a future IZW event as well. Uh, we'll be bringing that back with these editions of these new shirts at the event. But in addition to what Miranda's about to tell you about, IZWWrestlingAZ.com. Click merchandise. Get those shirts. So I get from this that I just essentially created a new website. So you're welcome. It was kind of already there when you said it. But yeah, yeah you did. You absolutely did. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not what I'm hearing. Um, so that's you not hear what I'm going to hear. Yes, exactly. All right, Greg, go ahead. Do me a favor and wind it up. It's time. It's indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirts today. When you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find a ton of t-shirt designs supporting impact zone wrestling and the chairshot.com. That includes the IZW pride shirt, which you can get in black and white, as well as the IZW new logo, the IZW Arizona's best logo in white and gold, and the IZW Japanese design, just to name a few. You, When you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot, you're also going to find a ton of t-shirts in support of TheChairShot.com, including the new Mindless Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. Big ups to them. Uh, as well as the OG Chair Shot logo, multiple always use your head t-shirts. And of course, well, the Everybody Hates Greg t-shirt and the queen of soft style t-shirt to name a few we got you covered so make sure you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot t-shirts will vary i believe now i used to say they started at 19.99 but i believe the prices went up a little bit just now yes. i see all the shirts at about 20 dollars and 99 cents the, the world of inflation t-shirt production caused prices to go up across the board over at yes, the uh, yeah at the prowrestlingtees.com yeah, so t-shirts start at $20.99, so they went up a little bit, but still a very great deal. Um, by paying a few dollars extra, you can get any t-shirt in soft style, so you can look good, feel good, be good. When you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and get your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirt. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So for this week's topic, well, we're going to be visiting the world of NXT, and we're actually going to be revisiting a topic uh that was brought up a few weeks ago specifically by greg and this is about a storyline happening in nxt right now revolving involving grayson waller and Shawn michaels now greg you had kind of the prediction that we were on the precipice of something very big um where we may see Shawn michaels get back into the wrestling ring Grayson Waller's been talking mad shit about Shawn Michaels, um, pretty much antagonizing him and, and, and egging him on um, to the point where, you know, Grayson invited him to his talk show and Shawn accepted. And we thought we were going to get Shawn announcing that he was going to kind of get out of retirement and he would be making an appearance um, of wrestling. To be, to be clear, in, I never NXT. thought Shawn Michaels, I, to be clear, I never thought Shawn Michaels was going to wrestle Grayson Waller. That was never... I thought I had because he can't he's done he's retired yeah. he even talked about in the thing um I however did not predict who it was going to be yeah um, I thought it was going to be a guy getting ready to make his debut some at some point in NXT and that's of course Dragon Lee I did not think it was going to be who it is I would have not thought it was Dragon Lee whatsoever um that that I I did not now it doesn't surprise me so in, in that Oh, Shawn Michaels picked instead of you know him wrestling, um, picked a, a representative, someone to to represent him, and that is Johnny Gargano. Um, so Johnny Gargano is now kind of back in NXT in this feud with with Grayson Waller, really escalating it this week on NXT, where Grayson Waller paid a quote unquote visit to his quote unquote house um, and made things you know quote unquote personal. Um, but it's with this, I right think there. yes, yes. 
I, I think we have very we have some some interesting thoughts on this. We don't know what the other person's thoughts on are. We literally no. said we have thoughts. So I want to get some of your thoughts, Greg, on this because I know you are a, a big Johnny Gargano fan, a big Shawn Michaels fan, even you know fan of Grayson Waller. You know, what are your thoughts on all of these factors coming in, and especially Johnny Gargano kind of making this reappearance in NXT? So when Johnny Gargano left NXT, he had his big heartfelt moment. He did everything that he did, and then he was attacked from behind by Grayson Waller, which mm-hmm. many people seem to forget. And so at this point, when Shawn Michaels says there's, you know, somebody who, who wants to fight you more than I do, blah, 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 out comes Johnny Gargano, and it just makes perfect sense. It's when he left, and that's one of the reasons why I thought he was going to come back, because they, they set something up just in case he did come back with Grayson Waller. And, and, and it made sense at the time for them to get something out of Johnny Gargano leaving. Of course, he wrestled in war games when, and last year or the year before that, um, where the, he was part of the old guard of NXT that lost to the new guard of NXT, said his goodbyes, was attacked by Grayson Waller to end that episode of NXT. And then, of course, when he showed up again, it was on Raw. A little bit of interaction here and there. Um but, you know, more on the front of, of Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell and Kenneth Lurie and all that. But, of course, coming back uh, to NXT to be a part of Stand and Deliver to wrestle Grayson Waller, to me, makes perfect sense because it was there. It's low-hanging fruit. You can do it. And, and why not do it? Why not get that and, and, and tie up that loose end and take advantage of something that you put in place, you know, a year and a half ago? Yeah, you're you're right about you know us. I think wrestling fans having a short memory, um, and you know forgetting about how Johnny Gargano left and the ties to Grayson Waller. So it makes a, a lot of sense. I think going back to your point of thinking of a almost when you have a, a veteran, a legend like Shawn Michaels, you know select someone you know it is kind of that feeling of they're vouching for them this is their person this is who they're backing and my kind of hot take on this is to me it's a little surprising that it's johnny gargano and and i think that not so much skill wise but one thing i think johnny still kind of struggles with is is more of this dynamic personality when you think of Shawn michaels you think of someone with one of the most dynamic personalities in all of pro wrestling now granted those were years where he was a complete and utter asshole you know and and but that is also what made him um so appealing and such a star and i think that that has been something that has been a struggle for Johnny Gargano and it's become more apparent with him toggling between NXT and the main roster because having to kind of get lost in the mix, a, a fantastic wrestler, but you can't even, he can't even really play the underdog role right now because of, you know, Sami Zayn taking all of that um, kind of can do the comedy, but it's still, you know, a, a little out of place. I think that when I think of, of Shawn Michaels picking someone, and, and I think it's also a big assumption, which is not accurate at all, but just my gut of, you know, when you think of picking someone, you think of someone who almost reminds you of a young Shawn Michaels. And that's why I think there's been more comparisons to a Carmelo Hayes than a Johnny Gargano, um, someone who just has that it factor. So my kind of hot take on this is, 
I, I kind of wish it was somebody else that seems more reflective of Shawn Michaels. I know this is just more of a way for Shawn to give the rub, but it also, I don't think is needed for Johnny Gargano. Johnny has already made that transition. So I think it would have actually been more beneficial to um, put the stamp of approval on somebody else on the roster that needs this more than Gargano. So, wow. A couple things. A lot of thoughts that come to mind. Number one, I didn't view this as Shawn Michaels handpicking Johnny Gargano. I viewed this more as Johnny Gargano being like, I know you can't wrestle him. I want to wrestle him Mm -hmm. because of what happened when I left. I think it's more of Johnny Gargano stepping up, asking for it, wanting the match, wanting his revenge, all of that. Um, So I don't know that it was someone needing it or anything like that. When you bring someone, bring up someone needing it, I go back to ending the Undertaker streak. And everybody talked about Brock didn't need it. Brock didn't need it. And it wasn't a case where anybody needed it. It was a case where who they could trust with the streak, who they could do all of that. And because and say it was CM Punk and they did the year before, and then CM Punk walks out on the company. Say it was Bray Wyatt the year following, and he has all of his issues and he disappears all the time. Like, like the streak needs to live with someone who can carry that for the rest of their career. And, of course, the only two people to ever beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, both could have done that. Um, so, to me, it's not a, a, a giving the rub or anything like that. It's also it's setting up a match. It's also an NXT pay-per-view, premium live event, taking place outside the Performance Center. They tend to bolster those events with people. And mm-hmm. it was the New Day previously, uh, as they were part of the match um, that became the four-way tag after they came in and won the tag team titles. And then now, you know, last year, Stan and Deliver, it was Dolph Ziggler and, and Bobby Roode who were involved in the feud with um, with uh, Braun Breaker. In the past, they've used Finn Balor before he even returned to NXT. Like, they've used people to come back from NXT. Claudio Castagnoli, of course, then, you know, Cesaro even worked Sami Zayn at an early TakeOver event after he had moved on to the main roster. So there's a lot of, of this happening. So to me, it was done to bolster. And if you want to draw in that NXT crowd and WrestleMania weekend is a perfect place to do that, Johnny Gargano is the guy for the job. And I think that'll be a great way to, to bring him back in and, and do all of that. So I, I, I like it from that perspective. Does Gargano win? Does he lose? I don't know. A lot of times the, the rain roster start coming in does still win. So it'll be interesting to see how they do that because Waller is is still a star on the rise in NXT and and he's got that going for him big time. And and the feud with Shawn Michaels has really brought out his out-of-ring acumen and the things that he can do as a talker, which is fantastic and and something that he needs to showcase to set himself apart. Because in the ring, he's fairly basic. So it, it works for me in that regard too. I do think when you compare Johnny Gargano to Shawn Michaels, that's the other thing. Attitude-wise, personality-wise, no. I, I don't think they're similar. I think you're 100% right. I do think Carmelo Hayes fits more of that. But when the bell rings, I think there's a ton of similarities. And so I do think people yeah, make that that's comparison. That's true, but I think that's that's also Gargano specifically yes. studying, you know. Oh, yeah, and, and that's also very fair because Shawn Michaels is the person to watch if you are of a smaller frame. You know, you study Shawn Michaels because he did such a fantastic job in the ring. So, uh, it, to me, that is more of him just being a student of the game, per se. Agreed, yeah. And, and studying him. Yeah, there's a great um, promo in this week's NXT. I haven't seen it yet, but I saw the video where um, 
where he's talking to Wesley because, you know, Wesley's been doing the open challenges and they're the first people to do the open challenge right where, like, it's whoever gets to the ring first and so everybody's fighting yeah. over it. And Shawn Michaels basically told Wesley, like, we can't keep doing this. You don't need to prove yourself. And Wesley is like, you know what this is like. Not insinuating to be a small wrestler, but basically. And, of course, they're the exact same height, everything. Like, yeah. we, I think we remember Shawn Michaels as being bigger than, than Wesley, but he's not. And and they're standing right next to each other. And, and him delivering kind of that Shawn Michaels speech as well. Like... And of course they came to a resolution with what to do at, at stand and deliver because he wanted another open challenge there. Um, and, and that has Shawn Michaels, you know, fingerprints all over it. Roxanne Perez is kind of the female Shawn Michaels in a lot of ways in yes. the ring, not attitude wise. Yes. That's more of like a JC Jane. And now of course they yeah. just pulled a classic Shawn Michaels storyline with her last week. Yeah. So <laughs> you've seen the meme of like Shawn Michaels only knows how to tell one story and it's his. But it's weird um, because it's, <laughs> he, he is telling all the Shawn Michaels stories, but he's telling a bunch of different Shawn Michaels stories. Because yes, um, yes. now we're, I think, I'm pretty sure whoever wins this this, this women's ladder match at Stand and Deliver is about to have the Razor Shawn two-title ladder match when Roxanne Perez shows up with her version of the women's championship. So it's, because I don't think she's hurt because they haven't yeah. revealed anything that's actually injured. I think maybe she needed time away because it is weird to take her off of Stand and Deliver. Um, mm -hmm. but that's a bigger conversation where WWE, like how they didn't have Matt Riddle wrestle Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. Instead, they had them do a big fight in, in ringside and everything. And I feel like that's, what's going to happen with Ray Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. I don't mm -hmm. think they're going to have the match. I think Dominic is going to attack Ray during the hall of fame, not the hall of fame ceremony, but the moment when they bring out all the hall of famers at yeah. WrestleMania and the I main... Hall of Fame. I think that will happen, played. but I think that's also going to lead into an actual proper match. Like I don't I think that could be a something that's set up at the very last minute because of be. this feeling that it's already gonna happen. Whether you announce it now or two days before WrestleMania, I think it's still gonna have I don't think it's gonna I think it's I think Dominic's gonna attack him during the moment during WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Not the Hall of Fame ceremony, but the one during WrestleMania when they bring because the main person always gets their theme music and comes out last. You have Dominic attack him, you do all that. Cause Judge Backlash is a bigger deal this year than ever before. They're going mm -hmm. to Puerto Rico, it's hosted yep. by Bad Bunny. There needs to be some things on Backlash that are a big deal and aren't just simply WrestleMania rematches. And while it's not Mexico, doing the Ray versus Dominic match for the first time at that event, to me, makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. And I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Time will tell, though. Time will tell. Yeah. But who, who knows? They do know, it, it, but, but they're basically they're getting away from the getting everybody on the card mentality and moving towards the this is another premium live event. We're using it to tell stories just like we do with everything else. And that seems to be what's happening with Roxanne Perez. Because Johnny Gargano coming in takes an opportunity from somebody else on the NXT roster. Uh, I thought, like I said, it was going to be Dragon Lee. He's probably going to be one of the participants that Wesley selects. And now we have multiple guys yeah. named Lee in the match. So maybe we can get a couple more. But that to me is, is you know, what they're going to do there. And, and it's going to be a great match and very entertaining. Um, it's just very interesting to me the way they're using this talent. But you had to suspect somebody from the main roster was going to be a part of Stand and Deliver because that's just what they yeah. do. And who better than Johnny Gargano? Like the only thing that would be better than Johnny Gargano is if at some point during the match, 
Tommaso Ciampa interferes. Like that would be the only <laughs> thing that would, would make it even And better. that is a big callback to black and gold. I do think. Absolutely. It's just, and, and maybe it's just more of the comparison that, you know, Johnny Gargano really stands out in NXT more than on the main roster. And that's understandable because, you know, Raw and SmackDown are just so packed with, you know, talent and storylines that, you know, fans in some ways, you have to either be really good or really funny. And if you're not either one of those, you get lost in the mix. When you brought up, that's a perfect point because that's where I wanted to get to. There's this feeling out there that Gargano on the main roster is washed and he needs to go back down to NXT because that's where he fits. And I don't agree with that at all. Um, and, and, and people are seeing this from our Gargano, our Gargano, a Gargano perspective, easy for me to say, because he's back down in NXT for the build to an execution of Stand and Deliver. But take a step back and look at everybody who Triple H has brought in. Of all the talent that Triple H brought back since he took over, who is in a main event position? The answer is nobody. The ones he's brought back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, that's why I was asking for clarification. I was yeah. like, nobody. Uh, Literally, anybody? everybody has been brought back to bolster the mid and lower card. And my gut instinct, and I think I even read this somewhere, is that's how it's, it was actually presented to them. We're bringing you back in. You're going to start in the mid card. And, and you're not coming in with promises. You're not coming because we have a ton of main event talent. We have a ton of main event talent who signed on for a long period of time. Like Seth Rollins is going to go for a few more years. Kevin Owens is going to go for a few more years. Hell, Sami Zayn wasn't even planned to be main event talent. And here we are. The Usos aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Roman Reigns isn't going. Like there's all this talent who who is there. The, the most prominent match that anybody has had is the stupid pitch black match at Royal Rumble that LA Knight had. Everyone else, and LA Knight is the oldest of the crop because he's 40 years old. The rest of them have really come in in the mid-card. Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, you know, Bronson Reed. They're all doing well, but they're all brought in to, to the mid-card. So, and there's more. There's more than Carrying Cross is floundering, and, and that's more of a character. The, the character they put on him and the one that he chooses to play versus anything else because the ability is there. But everyone is being, you know, even, you know, Dakota Kai and EO Sky, they are role players in damage control. And and they're in a big, big time money match at WrestleMania thanks to the involvement of, of Trish Stratus and Lita, plus Becky Lynch and Bailey, who are staples of the women's division. But nobody has been brought back for this big mega role in the company. They were brought back and given an opportunity. So Triple H, because a lot of times when you bring people back, there was even rumors that everybody, all the current main roster talent is upset that they're bringing all this talent back is going to take opportunities from them. And it hasn't. It's all been opportunity for everybody to, to grow and, and ascend up the card. So to me, it's um, I don't think Gargano's been wasted on the main roster. I don't agree with the narrative that he has to go back down to NXT to matter. None of that stuff. Some people think he's going to stay there. He's going to stick around. And, and I was given the example of people like Mandy Rose and Apollo and others who went down to NXT and stayed. And I'm like, AJ Styles, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, The New Day, Natalia. These are all people that went down to NXT. Who'd you say? Gender Mahal. Gender Mahal. Well, he's still there. So we're we're still in the middle of that. Well, that's what I'm saying. But that's still, 
you know, someone. Right. I, just, I was surprised you didn't mention him yet. Yeah, he would have been part of that first group who went down to NXT. And, and with him, we don't know what came of it. Is he staying down there? Does he come yeah. back? Who knows? But there's, as, as for everybody who's come down to NXT and stuck around, there's two or three who came, did a program, and left. The most recent being The New Day. And now, of course, Johnny Gargano. So I think some people are assuming he's going to stay in NXT. And I don't think that's the case either. He still played a major role this week's episode of Raw. So it's to me, it's just they're using this to bolster the stand and deliver card, which has become a yearly thing that they do. So I, I think the narrative out there is is how some of these talents have been wasted or why bother bringing them back. But I think they're doing exactly what they were brought back to do because there's this crop of talent who's currently able and, and ready and willing to carry the company, and they are. So we don't need to push a Johnny Gargano or a Bronson Reed or a Karrion Cross into the main event positions and, and you know, quote-unquote, shove it down our throats and shoehorn it. We can let it happen over time, like happened with yeah. Seth Rollins, like happened with Kevin Owens, like happened with others, Sami Zayn being the best example now. And they're there. It's that cycle of WWE booking that I've talked about so many times. You're up sometimes, you're down sometimes. Always be ready because you never know when that opportunity is going to come. Cesaro two years ago, perfect example. So that's just kind of my take on the whole thing and where it's at. I don't think this is a bad sign for Johnny Gargano. I don't think this is an indictment of, of Triple H bringing him back or anything like that. I really think it's uh, just being used to bolster stand and deliver. Ricochet was yeah. another one. He, he fought on one mm -hmm. of their premium live events too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very interesting threading, you know, between stories, utilizing people um, between shows. It's a very interesting threading. Um, and overall, those who threaded between the two have, you know, it's, it's made sense and it really has helped bolster their matches and storylines in NXT, as well as those individual talents, just because you kind of isolate them outside of the larger group of, you know, Raw or SmackDown, and you can kind of put more of a, uh, you know, they're, they're on this higher placement on the card. And also that idea of this is a veteran um, versus this up and comer. It's a story that, you know, doesn't get old, especially in NXT. So it is very interesting. I think overall they're going to have a, a great match. Um, I hope this helps in some ways too with character character development with Johnny Gargano. I don't because I know that these this storyline will not carry over into the main roster, but just that uh, ability to go in between stories um, could be very very beneficial. Um, but also understanding too, Shawn Michaels is not the reason, but just a catalyst for this. But as we've talked about. NXT is full of different Shawn Michaels stories being told by different people. Or even stories so. that were done when he was around. Like, you know, Grayson Rawl just went to his house and beat him up in front of his kids. Yes. Like, that's very Attitude yes. Era-esque. Yes. And multiple people have done that from Stone Cold Steve Austin to Randy Orton and others. Um, so he is pulling a lot of stuff out of the bag of tricks. It does make me wonder if six months from now, is someone else going to have to start booking NXT because Shawn Michaels is going to be out of things to use? Out of all um, of the stories. Yeah, eventually maybe they'll have to start a faction um, because we need DX storylines to be reused as well. And you know so. that's like the main thing they haven't done yet is put together a yeah. random faction of people. But yet they have a ton of young talent between like the Level Up show or Next Level 
I can't remember what they call it now. Uh, level, I think yeah. it's next level. And and in NXT that aren't being used for a lot of stuff, you could probably put together a hell of an NXT DX, uh, a DXT, DNXT, I don't know, for NXT, <laughs> for Shawn Michaels to put together and let run wild. And here's the thing. Crowd would go nuts for it. Like, yeah, you, 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 maybe you don't call it DX, but you go with the lime green and, and, and the black. Who knows? But or the neon green and the black. Like, I think there's things they could do to signify what it is. But you're right. Like, even the factions that have existed in NXT largely existed before, like a Gallus. Although we're still waiting for, for Joe Coffey to come back. Even Undisputed Era, like they existed mm-hmm. in different forms in Ring of Honor before ever coming to to NXT. We haven't really formed a big-time faction in NXT yet, and I wonder if maybe that's the next step after Stand and Deliver is we're going to form some some big faction for NXT. Yeah. Who knows? I think you're on to something. I think I am. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I did create IZWWrestlingAZ.com. So, you, you, know, you did, yeah. Uh, I did, I did. That does it for this topic. We are going to be taking a quick commercial break and then get into the second half of the show. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. talked about people coming back to wwe we mentioned a few people there but one person in particular uh has come up in the news lately uh, for someone who is missing some time um but also has gotten some buzz and speculation on the internet of how successful was this return and we're talking about Bray Wyatt. Uh, news came out recently that he missed the Madison Square Garden show and that he is um, out of action. And he has. there's been no mention of him recently on Raw. Um, you know, there was a match being alluded to at WrestleMania between Bray Wyatt and Bobby Lashley. Now that seems to have been kind of dropped completely. And that kind of leads the question, you know, what may be happening or not. I think a lot of fans now are kind of reflecting on Bray Wyatt's return this far and wondering, has it been successful? Um, You've joked about the Lights Out match that he had with LA Knight at the Royal Rumble. And Greg, you have some interesting points, too, about, you know, there's this idea of the Midas touch, you know, something that you touch turns to gold. And it's kind of the opposite of that with Bray Wyatt, where things that he touched just seem to disappear. It's just weird. It really is. Like, And Randy Orton's a bad example, because Orton had the feud with him, and then Bray Wyatt has appeared, and Orton had his run with, with Matt Riddle, and then Randy Orton disappears. Alexa Bliss has now disappeared twice, both times after some yeah. form of interaction with Bray Wyatt. It was the, she was part of him in, in his gimmick, everything and then after WrestleMania 37 went away came back and started interacting with Bray Wyatt again you had the stuff on the screen and she gets all weird and now she's gone again and and obviously it's not because of Bray Wyatt 
but you know she's she's dealing with her own stuff and, and she's been open about that in the past and it is what it is same with Bray Wyatt but it just keeps happening and <laughs> and it just keeps happening with him and it's like you know he's been given a ton of freedom in this storyline and at times it's worked really really well and I know it's the kind of character that you dig but at other times it hasn't worked well at all it's no, almost moved yeah. too slow and mm-hmm. I just wonder if Maybe for him, too much freedom is a bad thing. Yeah, but maybe he needs I that. Think, it, it's it's yeah. He has to be willing to give up some freedom and and be reined in a little bit. And maybe he's not. And maybe he's leaving now because it's not working. And and if if his issues are mental health and anxiety related, this not working is going to contribute to that. I just don't know. But it's like, you know. We got to figure it out or we got to do something because yeah. the guy is insanely talented. He is an amazing performer. He gets over no matter what he does. Yeah. This is going to sound funny and, and insulting. It's not supposed to be. No matter how stupid it is. And and it still works because it's Bray Wyatt. And that's the only constant that works. I mean, even this whole Uncle Howdy thing. And when he made the dive off the, the you know apparatus at, at Royal Rumble and didn't really hit LA Knight because you know, he probably would have killed him. And so that's not a good idea. But it still got over and it still worked because it's this whole storyline. It's it, it just needs to be a little bit tighter at times. And now mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know, it almost seems like we're getting something different now for Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. Or maybe nothing for Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. And that would suck. Yeah. Well, you bring a good point about the speed of the storytelling. And I think it depends on what story you are telling, like you've mentioned. Um, Storylines like the bloodline and even Ray and Dominic have benefited from having the story breathe a little, um, not rushing into things. But they're telling more stories involving the human element of betrayal, of family, of, you know, um, acceptance, whatever it is. You know, I think that's why fans are able to follow it better and easier than more of a... Uh, mystery or horror scenario which what Bray really bases it off of you know horror movies in general too don't have as longer run times as dramas or even comedies you know why because you need to get your scares in and out um you can only kind of pull the suspense for so long and I agree that this whole Uncle Howdy story and all these kind of scares slash uh you know uh mental games in the long run aren't helpful because you're stretching the story out too long where people are losing their patience you know people just want to know who the hell is uncle howdy why don't you just do that you know stretching it from as long as they've had to possibly wrestlemania is way too long not fucking necessary well, that's and that, that's a great point too and i want to jump in just because we've talked about this i don't know if it was on your show or on mine i don't know but to me, I don't think Uncle Howdy was ever intended to be anything other than Uncle Howdy. I don't mm-hmm. think it was ever supposed to be revealed who was under the mask. Um, I think it's just supposed to be this sub-character within the whole Bray Wyatt thing. We've yeah. never what revealed is- who yeah. you know, any of them were. But maybe we do eventually make it Bo, Bo Dallas, and that's how he returns. And, and, it's been and, and maybe not it even so much who it is under there, but just more who the fuck is this guy? You know, who is this person? Who who, who are they to you? What is, what is this? 
just gives them more explanation, some more context, you know, because that helps the fans understand who is this person because they started off as combatants, you know, as this other side of Bray Wyatt, but it's never fully been explained. Who is this? Is this uh, an actual person? Is this, you know, part of the personality of Bray Wyatt? Like we don't know. And as has been shared in wrestling, sometimes you have to give a concept and be very blatant about it. Um, and I think in this case, overly explaining it is a lot better than the ambiguity of it. Um, but I, I just overall agree with what you're saying. This story is coming out too long. And I think it's, you know, impacting fans' attention span. And if you keep playing the same games with different people, fans are eventually going to notice, you know, this cycle. And it's a big 180 from when Bray first came and, you know, his promo on SmackDown, you know, coming back was just, you know, him being himself. And that's what fans loved. And still having elements of the mysticism, I totally get. But what got fans the most interested was him telling his story and being a little bit more of just a, you know, genuine human you know and not so much this mystical character or this entity because even when you think about all the comparisons of you know the undertaker there has been you know fans have been missing this gap of you know the dark the mystique the um you know just because this darker presence that the undertaker held for so long but even the undertaker stories were not so deep and complicated you know, some of the best ones he did was more based off of, again, family dynamic with him and Kane, with him and Paul Bear, you know, and um, even aspects and the 90s were weird. So let's all cover that, you know, but like the ministry, the corporate ministry, um, the whole, you know, dark wedding when he had uh, Stone Cold up on the fucking taker symbol, like none of these made sense, but they were just very direct, you know, uh, very direct stories and sometimes less is more and I do think reeling things back from Ray White and you and again I, I kind of agree maybe the fact that he has too much freedom is making it where he's all over the place and it's hard for fans to follow and it's hard to understand um you know what what is his purpose as a character as part of this roster and I think it impacts his storylines too where you don't, you know, I think as a wrestler, I wouldn't know how to react necessarily and kind of your motivation going into the feud. So I think maybe editing some of it, you know, maybe just less is more for a little bit and then build yourself back up to the dark and the mystique. And even thinking about his character in the beginning when he was by you, Bray, you know, some of that was at its simplest, you know? yes the message was a little incoherent, but the scenery, everything was very straightforward. And that kind of led into, you know, this whole world in your hands, Bray, and the Wyatt family, you know, that had a, a really good core to it. And it still was eclectic and dark and mysterious, but it wasn't so, it was still confined. And easy to understand you know what made it creepy or interesting about him and the family dynamic yeah and it, it's it's you know the promo back that you talked about is, is so important because to me 
it was great and it was the real brand that people want to see or whatever. But it, in my mind, it was always intended to just, just be, he, he could be himself so that he then later has uncle Howdy to play off of. Like, I don't think that was mm-hmm. a new dynamic that wasn't an after. I think they were just setting the table for, to then bring in uncle Howdy to kind of be the opposite of Bray. And I always viewed uncle Howdy as like a voice in Bray's head, like everything else is. But even that then too, I, when you think about someone who has multiple personalities again that's a little bit more humanistic like a Mick Foley yeah. with you know Mankind and Dude Love and and uh, Cactus Jack like we all knew those were different facets of him but they were all different facets of him you know right. and he got to play around with those and I think that still could have worked with having Bray Wyatt and other characters but again still explaining that there is different facets to him and fans, I think, would have gotten behind that with some, you know, yeah. some some context to it and not having to go super deep into the mystical side. If anyone, if, if anybody could pull that off, it would be Bray Wyatt. And so, again, I think less is more. And I, I think that maybe going too deep into the weeds has hurt the execution of the character and of the stories. I would agree. It's, it's very interesting. If you have to explain it to someone in great detail, it's probably not a good idea. Yes. If yeah. you want to explain it, it probably is a good idea. I brought up Karrion Cross earlier. We still don't know who he is in terms of his current character in WWE right now. We have no idea who he is. And people tend to be more focused <laughs> on who he used to be. He used to be this jacked up, bald muscle head. Now he's this full head of hair not nearly as muscular as he was before, who still kind of says TikTok, but now wears button-down shirts and slacks. So we don't really know who this guy is. He stopped talking about toll booths, which is good because they don't really exist in a lot of places anymore. But we don't know who he is. We also don't really know, and I don't think he knows who he is. Bray Wyatt, I don't think he knows who he is either. We have no idea what he was at Royal Rumble with this weird mask and outfit on. That mm-hmm. was never even talked about again. Like, why is why is he wearing another new mask? Like, what happened to the fiend? We, we, we saw the fiend at Extreme Rules. He was walking around with all the other characters, and then the Firefly Funhouse randomly comes back twice, but with no explanation and yeah. it's used for different yeah. things. Yeah, like, even then, we still have those. Again, we still know who Bray is in the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. You know, even going between that Bray. And regular Bray and, and, you know, like you can still wrap these up in a nice little package by pulling things back, Yes, you know, and editing a little. And, and I it is unfair because we, we were talking about it, you know, not having gotten to the, the supposed end and, and it's, it's, you know, but you look at the bloodline storyline. We're not to the end of that either. No. Probably nowhere near it. But we don't have all these millions of questions. The questions we have are the ones we're supposed to have. Like, mm-hmm. you know, why did Jay turn on Sammy? Is it really because he's in with Roman or is it really because he's protecting his brother? Yeah. You know, we, when is Kevin finally going to give yeah. in and, and be with It's Sammy? It's more of human nature, you know. It's more right. because we we do have things that are much more explained. But it's also, you know, dynamics between family members, best friends, people who were enemies, mm-hmm. people who betrayed you, you know, like. This is and 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 again to its credit when it works well works well you know soap opera one oh one you know mm-hmm. when you have storylines that kind of go through you see why some soap operas have been around for sixty plus years because you tie in stories and things thread and you know you play on human emotions you know yes. actual situations that again granted 
very far-fetched, but still at the core of, you know, what happens with families and friends. And that makes sense for, you know, the bloodline story compared right. to something that's in a much different direction that doesn't have any threads to human the human experience. But on the flip side, you bring up soap operas, which is good, and you're going to know this better than I am. But there, there have also been the occasional supernatural character or storyline on a soap opera that has worked and has stuck around for a while. And I mean, yes, but it's also more known as a campy. Like, you know, right. the, one of the most famous ones is Marlena Evans from Days of Our Lives, who was possessed. Um, and that was a crazy one that was gosh, back in the 80s. They revisited it last summer uh, for the first time yeah. in like, gosh, 20 years. It does happen. People, you know. Who were who came back from the dead that were never alive? People, you know, all of that. Like it, right? You know, horror themes within regular TV shows can work, but it's you know, again, with one, it's it's the big things I think is is you know actually what element of horror are you focusing on, and that it's not drawn out too long. Right. Because like you said, The Undertaker worked and The Undertaker was that supernatural character and that dark character. Bray hasn't. I think the key is that there's probably been countless, both in wrestling and in soap operas, supernatural elements that are introduced that didn't work and were immediately gotten rid of. And yeah. this one, it's like we want it to work so bad that we're just trying to make it work when really it's not working. And we either need to make a major change to make it work or get rid of it, which we may be doing now, and and bring it back another time, or maybe it can work. But then, say we bring back Bray again, you know, after SummerSlam or whatever, right? I'm just spitballing here. And if that doesn't work, and then we bring him back next year at the WrestleMania, when does he become Lacey Evans? And and just <laughs> n nothing will ever work again. And at that point, when does he know. just go back? Because Bayou Bray was great. Bayou Bray, mm -hmm. and even when you said it, like, the whole world in his hands is still the best promo he's ever done. That's also where the Firefly started, unplanned, because that was in the UK, mm -hmm. and people just started doing it. And then it became a thing everywhere. And now it's 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 not as organic. Like this whole storyline, a lot of Bray's older stuff felt organic. Even when he came back as the Fiend, it felt organic and, and new and different. This feels forced. And, and it just, you know, most things in wrestling, when they feel forced don't work and to me this yeah. is just not working and and if i'm bob lashley if this not working causes me to miss out on wrestlemania that sucks but if this not working causes me to work somebody else at wrestlemania it might actually end up being better for him in the long run who knows who knows well that's our thoughts on bray wyatt and his story right now we will see if he returns, when he returns, and what that's going to look like. Make sure you stay tuned to future episodes of the Hashtag Miranda Show, where you get our thoughts on everything happening in the world of pro wrestling. While you're at it, go ahead and follow us on social media. You can follow me, Miranda Morales, at the Hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow Greg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GregDeMarco44. You can also follow The Chair Shot on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ChairShotMedia. You can follow IZW at IZWWrestlingEZ on social media. And, of course, IZWWrestling.com 
for information on tickets, talent announcements, and much, much more. And IZWWrestlingAZ.com for uh, merch. So I'm just, I, I'm a creator. I'm a creator of things. Uh, and I'll just stick to it. Um, of course, if you are listening to this podcast on your favorite podcast streaming platform, like Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And also, do not forget to, ch- to check out the home of the Chairshot Radio Network, thechairshot.com. 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 Always use your head. Don't forget to support your local wrestling promotions by attending their shows, visiting their websites, following them on social media, or buying merchandise like merchandise available at 3D Sports Cards in uh, Phoenix and going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IZW or chair shot t-shirt today. That does it for this week's show. For Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much for listening. And don't forget to always keep it soft style. You got no choice, babe. Of war games! War games! War games! Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.